the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Well, we got that out of the way. Stocks are tumbling after Jerome Powell's slower but higher cues. Wow. We are not catching a break from Jerome Powell. He is being very disciplined. He missed it with the transitory inflation angle in 2021. But he is nailing inflation with everything he's got in 2022. And that's changing. It's not pivoting. It's not pivoting. That does not look like what a pivot looks like. Now, between now and the next meeting, how many Fed Reserve members are going to start saying, okay, we're going to go slower, higher with interest rates, like 50 basis points, 25 basis points. Remember, it can take one to three years for it, for one interest rate raise to get fully in the market. We have bazookaed. Not a bug. Not, I'm not going to say it's something small, but we bazookaed a buck, uh, an economy that was okay. It was fine. Maybe it wasn't a 12-point buck. Maybe it was a six-point buck. I don't know what either one looks like, but you get the idea. Treasury yields ascended with a 10-year note inching towards 4.2%. The two-year yield is at about 4.7%. Ooh, which would I either get an I-bond or a two-year treasury or investing in stocks that are down? Historically, I invest when stocks are down. <laughs> I'm not looking for the 6% high inflation yield of an I-bond. It's not enough for me. <clears throat> When I see stocks down 30% from their all-time highs or 20% in the S&P 500 or 10% in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, I'd rather go with that and not try to time the market through something silly. But that's just me. We're all different people. Let's talk about what's going on in the world today. Yesterday, the markets went down 3.3% on the NASDAQ. They did not like the response to Jay Powell. S&P 500 down 2.5%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1.5%. 10-year Treasury, 4.1%. Bitcoin is holding right around 20,000, 20,149. Psychologically, those are kind of barriers, big numbers. You want to break through them. You don't want to break uh, through on the upside, but not through on the downside. Based on a series of interest rate hikes that threaten to slow the economy, weary Americans are asking, are we there yet? Do you remember when you're a child and you're in the station wagon and you're in the back seat and you can't remember a thing because you've been daydreaming for the last two hours and you're like, Dad, are we there yet? It's a 10-hour trip and you're two hours in. Oh, and you're not going to let up. You are not going to let up. And your dad, who likes to drink to take off a little of his anxiety, he is not going to be happy because you are raising his anxiety by asking the same question. Dad, are we there yet? Fed Chairman Jerome Powell, the grumpy dad driving the car, delivered a firm message yesterday. No, don't ask again. Please pivot. Please tell me that we're there. Uh-uh. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. Powell announced the central bank's fourth straight and straight hike of 75 basis points. That's stunning. One day when I'm an old grandfather, I'll, I'll put the grandchild on my, my knee and go, son, grandson. 
I remember Jerome Powell raised interest rates five straight times. And the markets didn't like it. Tell me more, Grandpa. Okay, that's probably not going to happen. Powell indicated it might be time to lower the size of rate hikes as soon as the next meeting. Good. Wall Street likes that. No more 75-point bazookas. Let's just shoot the deer with um, a flamethrower. <laughs> you know, we could, instead of like a, 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 <clears throat> a toothpick, we'll, we'll lower the damage that we're throwing at the deer. So because inflation is being so stubborn, he also expects to raise rates to a peak level that's higher than anticipated. So there's more rate hikes coming. He's not going to pause. To recap, smaller hikes, but on an aggregate, a tighter squeeze on the economy. Stocks crashed yesterday after hearing this news. They did not like it. Powell faces his critics, of course. Jay Powell, the Fed has recently been getting heat for deliberating, deliberately throttling the economy with its rate hike extravaganza. You're hearing Congress call on the Federal Reserve, stop it. We see what you're trying to do to beat inflation. Stop it. You're trying to put people out of jobs. And those people are my people who vote for me. Vote Rob Black. 2024. I see both sides of this. Powell is trying to help cut inflation for people who are making 50, 70, $40,000 a year, who are no longer contributing their 401k, who are, are struggling with inflation. But Elizabeth Warren, ah, Elizabeth Warren, progressive Democrat, told Powell to cut it out. Or millions of Americans will lose their jobs. And I think Powell goes, who are you? He seems dedicated to this one. Powell and other big name economists have argued that a full Heimlich maneuver, however painful in the moment, is needed to dislodge inflation from the economy's throat. The alternative letting inflation run rapid would be more damage for Americans' prosperity in the long run, especially for people in the lower and middle income classes. I'm in the upper income class, right? And um, I see my grocery bills. I do not like. I see heading in. You heard me all summer crowing. Yeah, my solar. I get free gasoline. I get free electricity. But now that the sun is in a different angle, not so much. It hurts a little bit more. The heat in the middle of the night when last night it dipped down to the mid-40s in the Bay Area. And the heater comes on like, that's money going out the door. That's money going out the door. American consumers are still continuing to drop cash, though, like they won the Powerball jackpot. Do you play for the Powerball? Isn't it fun? I had a friend in college. I was like, what are you doing that? You're not going to win. I said, it's going to go to some person in Oklahoma in a trailer. It always does. It always does. Some janitor. And he goes, Rob, for $2, for two or three days, I get a dream of how much money I would have and how many women and boats and cars and status symbols, watches. And he goes, not bad for a $2 dream. I'm buying the fantasy that I win, and I'm thinking about how great life would be. I'm like, wow, you need serious therapy. But American consumers are still dropping cash. In recent earnings reports, executives in industries spanning hospitality to transportation, 
Banks said they saw no indication the consumer's pulling back. In fact, Bank of America said the average consumer has three times as much cash in their bank account as they did before the pandemic. So we're locked and loaded. The job openings are over 1.7 million. And because of that, we're not in a, a full economy. And because of that, you're able to go to your boss, take this job and shove it. I ain't working here. No, okay, I won't sing. Um, McDonald's is even planning to raise prices because people seem willing to pay. I know. I know. One minute. The labor market is still incredibly strong. The unemployment rate is at a 50-year low. And there's 1.7 job openings for every unemployed person. That's worthy of chomping at. Powell is blowing the prevailing wind of disappointment. So now we wait another month and we go, how are earnings looking? You know, are they going to raise interest rates? We would start looking at CPI. Oh, Friday. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. If we have a strong jobs report, if unemployment dips, we are going much lower. Good news is bad news. We need to see layoffs, which is unfortunate to Congress, to see the good news of stabilizing interest rates. There's no right answer, people. It's a compromise. For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. What I want to see is probably different than what you want to see. It's probably different than what Joe Biden wants to see. Jerome Powell. We've become a nation. I'll call it a financial nation. That armchair quarterbacks, oh, Jerome Powell did this, and oh, he should have done that. It's kind of funny. It's it's almost gamified, right? When will he pivot? I want to be there when he pivots. Because previous pivots have led to big investment gains. Trying to guess the bottom is not the easiest thing to do. Stripe is laying off 14% of its workforce. Who is Stripe? You may not know, so I'll tell you. They're an online payments giant. They're laying off 14% of its staff. CEO wrote in a memo to his staff. That's a result of operating costs growing too quickly and leadership misjudged how much the internet economy would continue to grow. Stripe's recruiting divisions can be hit hardest. Uh, I think that's fair. Now, what's this all mean? A lot of tech companies and fintech companies, they wanted bodies to do work. Some of them were qualified. Some of them weren't. Um, Apple... I'm not going to say they lowered their standards. Amazon, Google, Alphabet, all have too many employees because times have been good to the point that times have been fat. Now that they're not, if you hired two to do every one man's job and you cut one and one man's able to do their job, that increases productivity. So there's some interesting ways of looking at this on reducing headcounts. Stripe has about 7,000 people Uh so they're going to lay off roughly 1,100 people. Okay. Is that going to slow the economy? Well, there's 1,100 people. They have mortgages and the checks stop coming in and people aren't hiring like they used to, but they still are because the job openings are there. It's, it's going to be a weird recession, but the countdown, the final countdown is on. I'm not going to say it's on like Donkey Kong because that would re- reveal my age a little bit too much. But Musk is going to cut 3,700 jobs at Twitter. So we have 1,100 from Stripe, 3,700 at Twitter. 
They both have offices pretty close to each other. Suddenly, that's 4,800 people. Now, let's say we hit that recession. Demand's not picking up. Demand's cutting. Eh, Maybe not so much because we have a lot saving. And not only do we have a lot saved, but we also have a lot in the bank. But that's 4,800 people. When do those savings start dwindling? And that's just two companies. Take a look around. What would 4,800... Not all 4,800 have mortgages, right? But they all have to deal with higher inflation on food. They all have to deal with higher inflation on travel, energy, and much, much more. So you could see that the countdown to a recession is on in many people's heads. If you were to ask me, I'd say, they're smarter people. If you were to beg me for an answer, I'd say, yeah, it looks like we're heading for a recession 2023. Is it going to be a bad one? No, because the job market's too strong. Tomorrow, more information on the job market. Like a recession with 10% unemployment would suck. A recession with 5% would be something like, how is this happening? But because of inflation, we're getting less for money. And there's other angles here, right? So let's have some fun news, shall we? Miller Lite's going to release a limited edition Christmas tree keg stand as part of its holiday collection. Okay, what? It's a fully functioning tree stand. It's designed to fit around a slim quarter barrel keg that holds 83 12-ounce beers. The stand is compatible with a tree that's up to five feet tall and weighs 150 pounds. The Christmas tree keg stand costs $49.99. Who's buying that? We have too much money. Someone in China made that. They manufactured it. And boss comes over and goes, can you believe the Americans buy this stupid stuff? A Christmas tree keg stand. So when you're, I guess you're opening presents, you could say, hey, honey, pop me a beer. I need 83 of them. That just blows my mind. Um. Netflix is getting ready to debut a new ad tier product today. It's basic with ads. It costs $6.99 a month, just below Disney's ad-based price of $7.99, which is going to roll out on December 8th. This is a big change in media. This is a huge change in television consumption. Basic with ads is a little bit of ABC, NBC, CBS's model. You stick around for an hour and watch Beverly Hills 90210, and we're going to serve you up 16 minutes of commercials of acne, and what else do teenagers buy? VW Bugs? I don't know. Not a teenager. It's been a while. Um, so this is a bastardization, right? Streaming used to be beautiful because you could binge and no commercials. What you're going to get with basics with ads, and this is, by the way, available in 12 countries, United States, UK, Australia, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Korea, Mexico, and Spain. The ad tier will feature about four to five minutes of ads per hour. At launch, ads will run 15 to 30 seconds in length. If I'm an advertiser and I want to sell acne cream, pimple poppers, I say, hey, can I get out of that Stranger Things season five? Can I can I get my ads there? Because I don't really need them on Bridgerton. If I'm Bridgerton, I'm doing romantic vacation getaway advertising. And what's beautiful about this is Netflix isn't in the position that Facebook is in, where they need Apple to play along to get the information. 
Apple changed the rules on Netflix on, uh, excuse me, Apple changed the rules on Facebook and Google. They're getting a lot less information about who was using their products. Now, Netflix will have a lot of information. They know your family profile. Um, my son watches a lot of anime. His ads are going to be skewed towards 18 to 35 year old men, probably. Um, my other son watches a lot of sports and, um, maybe they won't get a lot of information from him, but maybe they will. I don't know. He's not a big Netflix watcher. So maybe when they see he logs on, he watches horror cartoons or something. I know you're saying horror cartoons. What's going on in your house? With me, you're going to get the Breaking Bads. You're going to get the stand-up comedians. And advertisers kind of know what ads to serve me. One minute. It's not a spin without risk. It's a spin with opportunity. The analyst community maintains. Um, They're expecting Netflix could secure $10 or more in advertising revenue per ad to your subscriber. It's absolutely a pivotal moment for the industry. Amazon's Thursday night football was another watershed moment when streaming subscription and ad support went to the masses. Netflix worldwide advertising president previously revealed the platform nearly sold out of its ad inventory globally for launch. What Netflix does affects Disney. It affects NBC, Universal, Warner Brothers, Sony, and many, many others. It is a watershed moment streaming with ads. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. The number one question that I get right now in current market conditions. Okay, not in current market conditions. What do you think the number one question I get is overall? When things are normal, how much do I need to save for retirement? Should I buy a house? Should I buy stocks now? It's in the it's in those veins. Tell me what to do. The number one that I'm getting right now is should I draw for my 401k and delay claiming social security benefits? <clears throat> Interesting. 2022, the year of the down market for the first time in a long time. That's the question. Not should I buy more? The advantage of putting off social security benefits until your full retirement age is compelling. Wait long enough and your patience is rewarded with a maximum benefit. A lot of Americans face complex financial conditions. There's no one simple answer. And as I try to make very, very clear, if you started savings in your 20s, you're probably well off. If you started in your 40s, you're probably going to work till the day you die. So I don't even know how much you have in your 401k. That's the problem with simple questions. Should I do this or should I do that? No, no. Who the hell are you? What's your makeup? What's your experience? What's your assets? What's your liabilities? What's your debt? Um, what are your assets? Are you going to inherit? Are you going to give money to your children when you die? So one strategy gaining attention amongst middle-class Americans for putting off Social Security until full age of retirement, which is 70 years old right now, is called a Social Security Bridge. Interesting, right? New word, new phrase, new concept. 
it's a phrased approach um, that sometimes can get you in trouble. If you play too much with the phrases, like um, um, sell in May and go away. And it, it, it kind of can get a little too cliche. So what is a bridge, a social security bridge? Well, it's going to be a phase where you take one step at a time because you're, you're getting somewhere. It's an approach to retirement income that taps your 401k or other assets, but avoid social security until you reach full age of benefits, 70. And don't forget from 63 to, uh, 65 to 66 to 67, those last five years getting an extra 8% in your portfolio is fantastic because it's a safe return with a very high return. So withdrawing funds from your 401k as soon as it's possible to do so without triggering penalties and only withdraw an amount equal to what you would pull from social security. That's what a social security bridge is. Now, what does research say about this? Researchers found that the middle class to upper class citizens with about 250,000 or less in retirement savings could benefit by using their 401k to obtain an amount equivalent to the social security benefits. So you can postpone claiming benefits, thereby increasing your monthly payment when you do eventually claim. So you can go to ssa.gov. I talk about this all the time. I don't know how many of you do it because no one's ever emailed me and said, yeah, I went to ssa.gov and it was awesome. I actually like it. And again, one of the things that makes me me, I like back scratches, I like head rubs, and I like looking at data. They all relax me. Social Security Bridge would help individuals reap the benefits of of that delayed claim in Social Security where you get that guarantee. So you go to ssa.gov and you see what your monthly payments would be. And instead of taking the Social Security, you you take it from your 401k. Now, here's the problem with that. If you're taking an asset, uh, let's say you're taking cash from your 401k. Lovely idea. You have a Shares of Apple, they pay a dividend. That's one thing. You're taking the cash to cover your costs. But you could have done that anyway, right? No, because it's the 401k. You're delaying that too. But if you're using the 401k for an Apple, for instance, and you get a dividend, you could also reinvest it in Apple. Or you could take that money and invest in something else. And if you live to 80, 90, or 100, it's going to be a better investment than that extra 8% each year. Which, again, uh, it brings in the question of how good of a stock picker are you? As of 2020, there were about 60 million active 401k participants. Many of them are middle-income earners, the sweet spot of earners most likely to consider a bridging approach, as suggested by research. The psychology of tapping your 401k is also another element that you need to start thinking about. Are you ready for this? It is the true sign that you've worked your whole life, and it's time to start getting older and paying yourself and enjoying the roses. They're so pretty and they smell nice too. Part of the challenge for current and would-be retirees is, is, is perceived psychology. It's real, realized psychology. It's, it's the change of mindset. The 401k was your primary vehicle for retirement at age 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. And now you're in trouble financially and you need a little income to live off. And you're thinking, stop 
the four one draw from the four one k, and I'll get to that other one that I've never ever used. I've given, 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 given to Social Security. <laughs> Experts say the uh, serious concerns about Social Security's long term viability aside, using a four one k bridge to a bigger Social Security benefit makes sense for a lot of Americans. So you have to think about it. Again, you're going to want to run scenarios. Claiming Social Security at seventy versus sixty two translates to a massive increase in the monthly benefit. That amount is likely to be competitive with the return on the 401k investments because stocks tend to get 8 to 10% returns each and every year. Social Security doesn't face the same risk levels as the 401k. The level of payout will remain static with the age of the claimant, the only significant variable. But at age 62, the market can be at all-time high. At age 65, the market can be down 20% thus affecting your 401k and not your social security. At least 38 states in the United States currently tax retirement distributions and 401k holders who plan to use those assets to distribute funds to heirs could face an awkward choice. Again, if I draw from my 401k, my kids might be like, Dad, I was going to inherit that. The kids are very Californian. The Saturday Night Live skit still cracks me up every time I see it is the Californians. I don't think it's that far off from the truth. It's kind of a serialized Mexican soap opera, but with California actors. The biggest perceived risk right now I see in all of this associated with bridging is the ongoing concern over Social Security's long-term health. We don't think the payouts are going to change. The government's going to do everything they can not to lower your payments. But do we know the true future of our government? Do we know the Republicans, do they want Social Security? Do they not want Social Security? Do the Democrats want Social Security? Do they not want Social Security? Or maybe the Democrats would be like, um, you paid in your whole life, rich people, but now you don't get it back. I don't know. I'm just trying to make, I'm trying to craft arguments that are stimulating, not trying to piss people off. Uh, but I will say that in that vein, if you're ever told at age 20, if you don't want to contribute to Social Security, you don't have to. You can keep that 15% of your income. And there's cap limits on that. Um, or we'll give you Social Security when you retire. I would have opted out of taking the government benefit, the government guarantee, and I would have invested it myself. And I would have been far better off. But that's not me. And again, then you're like, well, you're far better off. You better share. I'm going to take your candy. I believe in socialism. The Candy Grabbers Bureau, the KGB. You have 10 pieces of candy, and this guy over here has no candy, so we're going we're gonna to give him five of your candies. Candy Grabbers, Social Security. Will that ever happen there? It could. It's not out of the realm of possibilities, in my opinion, that we'll eventually say if your assets are over $8 million, you don't get Social Security. That would ruffle a lot of feathers and voters. So it probably won't happen. So the concern over the viability of Social Security is something that's very real. I've been hearing about it for 25 years in the business. Experts caution against that. Congress is likely to eventually take necessary steps to keep the program as solvent as possible. 
or again, tinker with whatever voter they want, the Republican voter or the Democrat voter, and whatever the thirst is for that voter. Social Security is awesome. Um, check out ssa.gov. Check out, punch in your email, punch in your Social Security number. They'll confirm everything. Do two-step do two step, uh, verification. But that document that you see when you see it, you'll be like, dang, Rob Black was right. This is cool. Because it tells you what your benefits would be depending on how long you live. It tells you what your benefits would be for your heirs. One minute. So, for instance, at age 62, I could take $2,200 a month. I'm not that far from 62 years old. That's about a decade away. At age 70, I could take $4,200 a month. That's a big difference. That's more, almost double. If I die today, my kids would get $2,369 a month till they're 18. My spouse would get $2,300. She would be able to claim my Social Security benefits. Total family benefits cannot be more than $5,500 for me. Your numbers are going to be all different. That's the beauty of this one. That's why I like SSA.gov. We're all different nuts. I don't even know what that means, but I feel very picani right now. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Visit the Rob Black Show online at robblackshow.com. Listen to archived podcasts, market updates, and information from EP Wealth's certified financial planners online at robblackshow.com. So I just got an email that I want to share with you. Owen just sent me an email and it says, hi, H-I-I-I-I-I, smiley face. If you want to send me an email, you can, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Got a big bit coming up November 17th, Palo Alto Vail Lodge. Still have seats, not many, and it will fill up. And just if you sign up, please show up because you're taking a seat away from someone else. That's my request. Uh, It's going to be good to see people. Uh, we're going to have 100 plus. Um, I just got my COVID booster. If that helps make you feel a little bit better, I got my flu shot. I'll be there early and I'll stay late. You can learn more, about, which means if you want to chat one-on-one and not talk in front of other people, I'll be there 30 minutes before and at least 30 minutes after. <clears throat> but then after that, I got to go home. I got to go to bed. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got that voice that's not the sexy, raspy voice. If you know what I'm saying, but the, it's getting a little bit cooler outside voice, throat, whatever. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. What's going on on Wall Street is kind of what we try to do on this show. So the Fed just raised interest rate 75 basis points, and it was what he said, not what he did. Jerome Powell, that was super important. Just minutes after the Federal Reserve raised interest rates for the fifth consecutive time, the SP 500 shed 1.6%. The stock market, did it fall? No. Was it a free fall? No. It started rising. Now, unfortunately, 30 minutes later, because the Fed started talking, it started falling again. True. And it's okay. We don't need instant gratification. I'll be honest with you. I'm okay with the stocks being down, and organic and natural. And B, I'm buying at lower prices. Now, in 10 years from now, I'm going to say that that pullback was the best thing that ever happened to me. 
if I'm 62 years old, I'm, I'm, I'm going out and getting my depends on. This is not comfortable. I know a person. This is gonna, this is gonna, you're going to laugh or you're going to say, you need new friends, Rob. Very well possible. When he goes to concerts, he wears diapers so that he doesn't, he gets in the front row. He's one of those people who goes to the 18,000 person arena, gets there super early, like eight hours before, gets in line to get in. When the doors open, he runs the front and he's got the, that view of the van. Okay. I think that's cool. But do you really got to like make it to the point that you have bladder issues that need to be protected from your clothing? Okay. Too much time on that. Economists say the full impact of interest rates can take one to three years to trickle through an economy. Trickle through? Data piling up suggests the increases are already being felt in the United States because they've been so aggressive. Five straight rate hikes. It's been a kind of a march, right? And these are the biggest rate hikes we've ever seen. Typically, we'd go 25 or 50. We've gone 75. So how has the market already felt this? Well, you can see mortgage rates are above 7%. Highest rates in two decades have added about $1,000 per month to a mortgage on a new $427,000 home. Home sales are falling. Sales are down 24%. So the volume, volume, volume is problematic. I have a friend who was a realtor for Redfin, and she got recruited to a traditional bricks and mortar uh, realtor. And she's paid a lot of money. And she's promised right now massive bonuses for every transaction she can get through. The mortgage industry, the realtor industry is struggling to pay bills. That's how the Federal Reserve can raise interest rates and hurt the market. That's one way. Got an email from a friend yesterday that said, hey, should I buy GM? I think I should buy GM. I'm being honest with you on a short-term and mid-term level. Yeah, it looks really attractive. It's sold to work for for taking action on any stocks mentioned. But on a long-term level, I don't like the, the product and I don't like their debt load. But it, current market conditions have pulled the stock down big. It's got a PE of six, one-third of the market PE. But again, that's... I don't, I don't like that kind of comparison. That's not right to me. Historically, it's had a lower than market PE. So I'm not feeling comfortable with that. Um, how, how more should I go into this? There has to be a little bit more. I'm going through some charts right now. Inflation's come down. So the feds have kind of won on that level. But we're still having problems with obvious things like food costs. Energy costs are still higher than they were. We're going into winter. That's not great. My spouse likes to sleep with the heat at 69. I like to sleep the heat at 64 because I'm cheap. I'm like a bird sanctuary. Cheap, 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 cheap. No, actually, I just like cold. I like the cold when I sleep and blankets. I like that loving feeling, if you know what I'm saying. So... The three-year change in the CPI index is aggressive. CPI, Consumer Price Index, is transportation, food, shelter, energy, and healthcare costs. And we're paying more for all over the last three years. Um, so the Fed can't – it's called a blunt instrument. 
the Fed's interest rate hikes kind of hit everything. They hit credit cards. Um, how much do you have to pay on your $3,000 balance that you're carrying? It's more. Um, it hurts home equity lines of credit that are variable rate. How much is your HELOC payment every month? It's kind of like a, a mortgage, right? At one point in time, mine was 1000 Right now, it would probably be about 1150 I don't have a HELOC anymore. But um, the interest rates would hurt if I wasn't expecting that. Anyhow, um, the Fed Reserve is accomplishing what they want to accomplish, and they're being very stoic about it. And that's the problem. They're saying, we're going to keep it maybe here, maybe a little bit higher, longer. They said it's going to be a long runway. No instant gratification. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.